And I have to say, I said to General Kelly, I said, General, how good here he is right there, the chief. He's the general and the chief. I said, how good were these code talkers? What was it? He said, sir, you have no idea. You have no idea how great they were, what they've done for this country. And the strength and the bravery and the love that they had for the country and that you have for the country. So that was the ultimate statement from General Kelly, the importance. And I just want to thank you because you're very, very special people. You were here long before any of us were here. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. But you know what? I like you. They call her Pocahontas. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. I'm like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And you know how it goes. Note to self, don't die. Hello, everybody. It is the Stone On Air podcast. It's the weekly dose for November 28th, 2017. This is a supposedly, allegedly for-profit venture. Website still sucks. Situation with that still sucks. More on that maybe into the future. Thank you for finding the show. been a long day. It's going to be uh, another classic kind of scattered show. I know I tend to be bad about that, and I say uh, I'm going to try to not be this way next time, and then half the time I am. Tuesdays have turned into a 15-hour day for me, and it is pretty much nonstop. I'm not complaining or asking you to feel sorry for me. It's, you know, I put this together this way. This is my idea. So it's, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a very, very good thing. But it does, uh, it does get things kind of hectic towards uh, deadline times, if you will, because there's two different times in the day where I have some pretty hard deadlines. And one, it's one's early and then one's late. And then everything in between just kind of fits together. So uh, running on uh, fumes for the most part. I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the Stone's Throw segment where I have just kind of another one of my typical Facebook sucks commentary. Why don't, why don't people use Twitter? I don't understand this. If you, if you are on Twitter, at Stone on Air is how you can connect with me. I, I highly encourage you to connect with me. I basically, if, if somebody follows me, I follow them back. I, I try to be as active as I can on Twitter because I really, really enjoy it. I think, I, I think it's in, insanity. If you have any kind of interest in anything in the world, why you wouldn't be on Twitter at least to follow you know, your favorite actor or your favorite musician. Um, it's the fastest, most immediate information source uh, in the world. And it has been for going on 10 years. Nobody's come up with anything that can do it any faster. But more on that in Stone's Throw. But I love Twitter. I like Instagram. I tolerate Snapchat. And I loathe, yet still participate 
in Facebook at Stone on Air on all of those social medias. You can come find me on Facebook if you want. I don't care. If you want to, great. If you don't, doesn't matter to me. Snapchat, same deal. You want to come hang out there? Don't care. Instagram again, I like it. It's okay. If you want to come hang out there, that's cool. But Twitter, it is the it is the most fun and and the perfect example of what makes Twitter so much damn fun was this mess that went on with the the, the Vols football search and Greg Schiano and the I mean you've heard of this story by now even if you don't care a thing about sports. And I'm going to talk about that here in the first segment. Not so much about the Vols and more about the environment in which a mob mentality pretty much made the decision of a multi darn near billion dollar enterprise or entity that is a university football program the decision was made because of a of a bunch of people on twitter really that's alarming at first and uh, maybe not so much after i think about it i'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes in the final segment of the show i'm going to do something that i tend to accidentally do occasionally and that's alienate and upset people i'm going to talk a little bit about mental health care for the most part but all around big pharma and uh this health care why you might be saying usually i come up with topics that are based on something that's kind of in the uh you know in the air or on the in the trending uh sections of of, of twitter and places like that it's because i have a running little memo pad in my phone and when i think of something just randomly i go in there and i punch a note to myself about show notes like hey that, that was a good interesting thought or somebody said something made me think about this or and I have an actual notepad that I have in my backpack that I do that as well. But so I just went through my notepads and my memo on my phone to see just some things I'd forgotten about. And one of them was uh, this mental health thought that I had. And then some more research that I did from a website called Behaviorism and MentalHealth.com. It's basically just a blog. But I'll get into that in the final segment of the show. So just a couple of things to... Um, to get out of the way before I get to the uh, Vols and the social media mob mentality. Uh, Main Times 24 coming up this weekend. I just snuck up on me. Boom. There it is. I love this uh, annual tradition now down on Main Street. If you haven't gone, you should. It's uh, it's all day long. It's not really 24 hours. I mean, it almost is, but you know, not I mean, 5 o'clock in the morning is not much going on. But starts real early Saturday morning. I don't know, around 7 a.m. or so, there's a parade, there's pancake breakfast, there's a couple of things they've done every year, and then there's all kinds of new things popping up. Plenty to eat, plenty to drink, plenty of vendors. The weather is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, 62 degrees, I mean, it's, it's like damn near you know 65 degrees on, on uh, Tuesday of uh, the final week of November. So 62 and sunny. Man, I'll take that all day. And as I was walking out of my uh, uh, second job today, I noticed via Twitter, Chattanooga Bystander has posted a their latest story. Of course, if you haven't heard of this, think The Onion. Just think uh, the Chattanooga's onion source, so fake news. It says, uh, and, and also, I got to know who this guy is or gal. I need to know the people behind Chattanooga Bystander. I like to think I could help contribute to it. Um, maybe I can't, maybe not, but every time I read these things, they're mostly really, really good. Uh, strippers, pawn shop owners preparing for Rossville Boulevard times 24 (laughs) business owners and stripping professionals have been preparing for the yearly Rossville Boulevard times 24, a celebration of local businesses and activities located on Rossville Boulevard. Not to be confused with the competing Main Times 24, Rossville Boulevard Times 24 offers a complete, greasy, family-friendly experience, according to the pawn shop owner, Cloudus White. 
quote from so-called pawn shop owner. Rossville Boulevard Times 24 shows the fun side of Rossville Boulevard that families never get to truly experience, explained White. Parents can bring their children to touch an acne-covered ass or make a down payment on a used power drill. Food and watered-down liquor will be served from a number of boarded-up restaurants. Matinee showings of classic adult flicks will be shown at the adult theater, along with a cakewalk and cornhole. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. I wish I wish I knew who uh, the Chattanooga bystander people were. If anybody knows, let me know. But it does seem to be uh, keeping that a very well-kept secret, which is uh, kind of surprising because almost everybody can't keep a secret anywhere. Goes along with the lying culture that we live in. Uh, Rick and Morty, Rick Mobile rolls through Chattanooga. If you're listening to this podcast on the day that it drops, which you should every single Wednesday, November 28th, tonight, this ridiculous Rick Mobile, it's called, a rolling spectacle for fans of the animated show Rick and Morty will make a stop in Chattanooga at the Choo Choo between five and eight. A friend of mine in uh, East Nashville posted a picture of it. On so uh, Facebook, I guess it was, on Tuesday. So it must have been rolling from Nashville, and it's on its way to Chattanooga. Tonight, it'll have, uh, let's see, what is it? A mobile shop with a limited supply of Ricky and Morty merchandise. And if you're familiar with this show at all, it I don't quite understand it. I think I'm just maybe missing the joke occasionally. I'm going to give it another try. But it's kind of loosely based off of Back to the Future, like think Crazy Scientist and, and Kid. That's kind of what it is, uh, and and it's just it's it's huge. People love it. It's strung like a horse at the something wicked on Station Street show, the Halloween show, dressed up like a bunch of uh, one of the characters, and it was a riot. Everybody's like, "Can you believe what the Strong's wearing? That's so hilarious! It's so cool!" I'm like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what this is. I'm gonna give it another shot." So. Uh, eventually, so I'll get back to you on that. So only a, only credit or debit cards will be accepted. A limited amount of merchandise will be available, and only a few people are going to, I mean, it's going to be limited to how many people can get on this thing. I guess you can go in it. Looks like it's a pretty big thing, or maybe it just opens up like a, a big vending, uh, like if you go to a concert and you see the big buses that open up and have all the merch in it. Looks like that's kind of what it is. And the front of it is a big, huge, uh, is that Morty or Rick? I think that's real. Hell, I don't know. It'll be at the Choo Choo tomorrow if you want to, or excuse me, tonight if you want to go check that out. And one more news and note. No, two more news and notes. Uh, December 4th is going to be the initial listings for upcoming shows at the new venue in town. Um, track 29 has been silent for a while. I don't know the future of Track 29. I'll get with Monica and Adam at some point and ask them about it. But for now, it's still on hold. And Chris Cobb, a rock star of a promoter out of Nashville who owns the Exit Inn, he created Live uh, Live on the Green, which has just become an incredible concert series every year in Nashville. He has now opened The Signal. Can't say I love the name, but The Signal over on uh, across from the stadium where the jump park used to be in that new, de- well, it's not really new anymore, but that newer development next to the Chattanooga Brewing Company and that crappy uh, social place, uh, the outside social or whatever the hell it's called. The place sucks, don't go there, uh, but the signal is going to be right in between those two. And the first announcements for the shows are coming soon, man. They're moving fast on that. TheSignalTN.com. TheSignalTN.com is where you'll get that information. And one more before I get to the, uh, to the social media mob. Drew Johnson, if you remember Drew Johnson, he wrote for 
the Chattanooga Times Free Press for a couple of years, a few years back. And he has been, uh, he's a very well-traveled dude. He has worked for lots of uh, pretty pretty high-end, uh, credible news organizations. Last, I don't think he's with the Washington Post anymore. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but I just, out of nowhere, kind of half drunk in the middle of the night, sent him a, uh, a direct message on, on Twitter. I've been trying to put together a, I don't remember if I've talked about it on the show at all. I've been trying to put together a pool of, of just different people from different walks and different expertises of people to pull from to talk to occasionally when the topics warrant it. And my first thought initially was, man, Drew Johnson would be a big, that'd be a good one. And I only know him because over at the old crappy radio station, he filled in once and I produced for him and we talked in advance as I, you know, as we put the show together. And so I don't know him, but he re- he remembers when that happened. So he got back to me and said, man, send me the links. Let's check it out. I mean, he's verified on Twitter. He's verified on Facebook. I mean, this is not a huge, huge get, but for me, it's pretty big. And I sent him an email the next day, and I said, here's the links to everything. Here's the ideas I'm trying to think of. And the next day, I get a glowing email back from him. It says, great podcast, highly impressed, and I'm absolutely in. Tell me, let, let's put this together. Let's do it. So... I'm pretty darn excited about that, just to be just perfectly honest with you. So Drew Johnson will be, I mean, I'm thinking like every month and a half, every two months. I mean, again, there's got to be something to talk about. And uh, he's very well versed in lots of different topics. It'll probably be mostly political stuff at times, but it won't be uh, it won't be limited to that. So at Drew's views, at Drew's views on Twitter. So, okay, the story from Sunday. Now, I don't care about the football team. I hate UT Vols football. I am so tired of that school and that fan base. If you're a fan, good for you. That's fine. I'm not, I don't hate you. It's just, a, it's just annoying. And uh, they've, been a, they've been fun to laugh at, though, the last uh, really almost decade. So this story comes down on Sunday, and I'm just on Twitter for hours. Just like, this is this is insane. Because it was announced uh, through some Yahoo Sports or somebody, I don't know, once again, erroneously, once again, quick trigger finger on, uh, on releasing so-called information. This is where Trump gets validated when he keeps saying fake news, because so often news isn't necessarily fake, but it's incorrect. And it turns out that this guy named Greg Schiano was not actually agreed upon to be the head coach at the at UT. I don't, I don't know what the exact verbiage is, but it was close. It was basically done. And the reports were saying that it was done. And then Twitter went crazy. Just to, to not bore you overall again and not make this a sports talk show, Shiano doesn't have a very uh, glowing resume. There's a lot of little quirky things about him over the last 10, 15 years that is, again, I won't go into it but because it's not that interesting, but he's just, it, it's a guy you question from his uh, his style, from his approach, from um, from his mannerisms, his attitude, and just basically his resume. It's just none of it's really all that good. And nobody was looking for this guy to come coach. There was no reason to even rush this. I mean, he was not a hot commodity. He wasn't even mentioned for any other coaching search. And there's empty sl- slots for head coaching positions all over the damn country. So that made it very odd. And so everybody, it looked like they were just hiring the new coach that they just, you know, meet the new coach, same as the old coach kind of thing. 
And so the, the fan base just blows up. I'm sure Facebook was doing it some, too. I'm sure they started hours later. Facebook, if you heard about it right now, it happened last week. But anyway, and so it's just kind of fascinating. And then the story from the deposition comes up from the Penn State mess back in 2011. It's Sandusky scandal. And there, there's an allegation in a civil suit that he knowingly uh, covered up something. I don't know. It's hearsay and it's not provable. And he denies it. So whatever. So then they go down that road and everybody's like, and this too. It really wasn't about that. It became very convenient just to add it to and pile on. So by the end of the day, it's this is not happening. We're not hiring this guy. And the mob mentality won. The mob mentality won. He would be the coach of the UT Falls right now if Twitter didn't exist. So there's a couple different angles here. At first, I thought this is wrong. This isn't okay. You, you can't let a mob mentality of a bunch of numbnuts all over the uh, you know message boards and Twitter and Facebook too or wherever else dictate what you do or don't do, the decisions you do or don't make. That shouldn't happen. That's wrong. And why did I think that? Because I'm a traditional media kind of guy. I grew up in that. And, and I've listened to a lot of different people and a lot of different radio shows and a lot of different TV shows. And most specifically on this topic, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, which are old school newspaper guys. And they were appalled by it. And that kind of triggered me. I love the guys, but they're old. That's why I didn't like it, because I'm, I'm, I'm using antiquated mindset. This is the new world that we live in. These are your customers. You have to listen to them. The days of being beaten around by the by the machine, by the man, by the the monster of university, by the cable companies, even though if they get their net neutrality thing, you know, who knows? But the days of, of just having to take whatever people hand you, those days are slowly but surely coming to an end, or at least the approach is. So I, I've got more and more thinking, this is actually not just acceptable and okay. This is how people should react if that's what they truly mean. If that's what they truly want. And the fan base collectively was outraged. And I and I know I was good and well known and for a sport and a team and a and a program that I don't care about. I was like, this is going to be an awful hire. Are you crazy? That was what everybody thought. Then you can bring in the moral judgments of whether you bring up that deposition and and the hearsay parts of it. I don't really know about that. I don't really care about that all that much. What I would say is if you're looking at a situation here and you've got somebody who doesn't have a great resume, oh, and also they were, you know, they were involved in this in some way, even if it was on the peripheral and had nothing to do and, and not guilty of anything wrongdoing, it's still the optics aren't good, right? The optics are pretty bad. This is just something you should stay away from. And at the very least, they should have dangled the name out there and leaked it out as a rumor to see what the results would have been on social media before just saying, yep, looks like we're going to hire this guy. What? So I, I think it's good. And I think you should be loud. And if you believe in something and you and you truly think it's right and you want people to know, you should get out there and scream it. And that's what Twitter is good for. I guess Facebook is, too. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought I at first I was appalled because my old traditional ways of thinking made me think that. And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what? Nope. This is new world order, bro. This is a new world order. You don't get to just do whatever you want when, when, a, when your fan base is spending crazy amounts of money, spending crazy amounts of loyalty, sweat equity and everything else. So I'm okay with it. Now, I don't think it's a very good look. I don't think it's going to work very well for getting a good coach. You know, I don't think the situation's going to be uh, very easy to navigate and, um, you know, might be careful what you wish for kind of things. But I'm totally all right with it. 
Coming up in the third and final segment of the show, behavioralism and mentalhealth.com is where I'll get some um, thoughts from Philip Hickey, an alternative perspective on psychiatry's so-called mental disorders. But first, let's just finish it up real quick and hate on Facebook for a minute. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. What? What? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Also forgot to mention that earlier this week, it's on Monday, I think, on my way home, for the 2,233rd time, I potentially saved a life. Somebody on the interstate has no idea that if I didn't see them and get the hell out of the way, they'd likely have smashed into me and ended up in the damn hospital or dead. So you're welcome. Saving lives constantly in the Tennessee Valley because of my impeccable driving skills all right so i'll make this one pretty quick and then get to that final segment um i i was planning on as as i did a full segment last week about net neutrality and the reversal of it that is basically going to happen and it's going to turn the internet into cable tv networks basically as far as the business model and the pat the way it's packaged and the way that it's sold because now you can't do that and then once they reverse this it's going to open up all kinds of loopholes and then the cable companies are going to get out of the cable business and they're going to get into the internet business because the internet is the new cable all that stuff and that's just the start of it there's a lot a lot of reasons to, to to be against it i don't know all of them so i was trying to find somebody to talk to to have a, a full you know segment conversation not about a left wing side or a right wing side just to further understand what this will mean when this when this reversal inevitably happens. So I don't have a ton of time during the week. I don't have much at all during the week. I have some on the weekends, but I'm I get known for wasting some time on the weekends. And uh, I didn't get a damn thing done this past weekend. So I just said, all right, I don't have anybody to talk to because I don't know anybody in this field, at least not off the top of my head. So I go to Facebook and I put on just a very simple, clearly worded, hey, any suggestions of somebody that I could talk to on the podcast who is well-versed in the world of, of net neutrality? And I get uh, basically one suggestion. It also wasn't up very long, so I, I might have got more suggestions eventually. Then I get somebody putting a picture of somebody's mugshot on there, and then I get somebody on there, and then they start arguing, like, what the hell, bro, which it was, it was stupid and poor taste. And then I get I'm getting messaged messaged by people like man you got to delete that you got to pull that down man it's not cool bro and I was like this is bullshit man this is bullshit this is what Facebook is it's a high school hallway it's an internet wasteland it's absolutely trash and some of my conversation that I'm gonna have next segment about mental health is coming f- directly from things that I see on Facebook. Facebook is as popular as ever, and it's as powerful as ever in certain in certain ways. And if you don't like it, get out of here, bro. I can't. I can't get out of here. If you haven't noticed, this is you know this is kind of where everybody is. I'm trying to sell and promote a brand and a product and a in an overall you know show website you know and an alleged for profit venture here. I can't not be on Facebook. But since nobody will use Twitter. When I put a suggestion out there with the same thing on Twitter, I got two suggestions, real-life suggestions, serious inquiries, 
And by the time I got that, it was Tuesday. It was it was Monday night into Tuesday. I can't I can't put together a, a phone interview in in you know five hours with somebody I've never met. Uh, just I mean I could maybe, but this time it didn't work. So you know Instagram isn't for that. Snapchat's just a bunch of dumb assholes putting stupid you know ears on their head and changing their voice like they're sucking on helium and you know bouncing around the room like a bunch of damn idiots. It's all anybody's doing on Snapchat or sending dick pics. I don't know. So Facebook was my place to go to get some information, and I couldn't even do that without people screwing it up. So I, I went in, and I, after the dude sent me that message, and I said, yeah, I, got, I get it. I'll, I got you, dude. And instead of going and deleting the one comment that was the big problem, I just deleted the whole thing. And I left it with a you know an asterisk, edited, comments deleted to avoid Facebook drama. I'll be over on Twitter, bros, or something like that. And then that was the end of that. So because Facebook sucks so bad, I wasn't able to line up that interview. Hopefully in the coming uh, weeks, months, I'll be able to do that. But that didn't happen because Facebook sucks. At Stone On Air on Twitter. Use Twitter. Learn Twitter. Love Twitter. What is that from that movie? Is that uh, live it, love it, know it? What is that? That old 80s movie. I can't remember. Anyway, if you want information, if you want good information, hell, if you want fake-ass information, if you want awful information, if you want nothing but Don Trump 24 hours a day, Twitter's whatever you make it. Twitter's whatever you want it to be. That's why it's so damn cool. You make it whatever you want. You have complete control. Now, no one's going to wish you happy birthday. You know, no one's going to come by and, you know, like on your stuff and hang out on your page. And you got to try hard and you got to have interesting information or you will get ignored. But as, as far as an informational source, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. And I think if you're not on it, you are creating a disservice for yourself. So check it out if you haven't ever done it. Takes a minute to figure out, but not long. You're, we're all grown-ups here. You can figure it out. Drugs are killing people. Drugs are bad, okay? We're not curing illnesses. We're creating them and masking our ailments so that we can live with them. And that goes for regular health care and the mental health field. I'm going to focus a little bit on both. Coming up next, this is the latest from Moon Taxi. The new album will be out in January 2018, and I like it a lot. This and a lot of other new music, cool music all the way around on Alt 98.7, Monday through Friday. Behaviorism and mentalhealth.com, an alternative perspective on psychiatry's so called mental disorders. This is the most listened to, the most downloaded, and the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. My name is Brian Stone, and I will be right back. And welcome back to the Stone on Air podcast. This is 30 Seconds to Mars live BBC Radio 1 live lounge. Can you even see what you're fighting for? Bloodlust and a holy war. Listen up to the patriot shout. Times are changing. In the end, 
One of the biggest songs in the world right now, at least in the alternative rock music world. Hear it on all these ESPN commercials. Absolutely love it. Love it. Appreciate you guys finding the show. I wouldn't give a damn about 30 Seconds to Mars had I not found a radio gig at Alt 98.7. Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. Listen to this for a minute. The left you breaking all those promises made. Times are changing. I often say when I talk about parenting or kids and the development of human beings that leave it to the guy who doesn't have children to have an opinion on how you should raise them. The reason I feel like I can get away with it is that the criteria for having much knowledge on discussing how you should or shouldn't raise children, there's really is, there's two requirements. One is that you uh, have been a child and you've been raised, and the other is that you have a child and that you are raising them. Well, I have half of that, so I feel like I still get I get a seat at the co- table of the conversation. I just uh, don't get necessarily get to get in on every angle. Well, I say that to say that leave it to the guy who won the genetic lottery, uh, me, a, a, a brown-haired, blue-eyed, white dude, with once incredible metabolism, but still at 37 and a half years old, the metabolism's still pretty good. I don't really like to look at myself naked anymore all that much, but uh, I've still held together pretty good. I, and for not even trying, I have not perfect health, but pretty damn close to it. So leave it to the guy who has no health issues, who hasn't had to have lots of uh, uh, prescriptions and uh, any kind of um, uh, major ailments over the years that I've had to seek health care for. Leave it to that guy to tell everybody else how they're supposed to live. Leave it to that guy to tell everybody else that they shouldn't be taking drugs and you're lying and you're overreacting. Because uh, that's what this will sound like to some people. They're, they're gonna, some people will just hear what they want to hear and uh, not take it for what, it, what this is supposed to be or my goal is of just having a perspective towards um, something. Sometimes I'm not trying to make an overall solid point. I'm just trying to make you think about things. I've been noticing a lot on, on social media, Facebook in particular, lots of conversation of mental illness. And I, and I think we've, we're watering down what mental illness is. I think there are some people who just want to blame their shitty behavior on on a disease and I, I'm seeing that more and more and I am a champion for mental health awareness um, mental health research and development and all that because I know that it's a problem and I see it out there and I've, I've dealt with it firsthand with people that have been close to me and it's there and I get that I also think there's a bunch of whiny ass assholes that just want to live a you know a life however they feel like it and when they get called out on it they say they're sick or they say they have, they have bipolar, because that's that's the one. Bipolar is the one I'm seeing more and more getting used. And I know some. I have been around people that I have been 
legitimately bipolar. What we have created this disease over the last couple of generations. Same thing with ADHD. That wasn't a thing in 1985, 1984, 1989. I don't know when it became a thing, but we've taken medications, we've taken science, we've taken healthcare, and we've we've created diseases. We've created ailments over generations. It's a generational thing. It doesn't just happen because you make a pill and all of a sudden now you've created something. It's it's changing the culture. It's changing how society lives. It's true in all walks of, of medical science. It's kind of one of those unintended consequence kind of things. All kids have trouble focusing. Come on, give me a damn break. Now, some people have truly uh, learning disabilities. Those are real. I've seen those. But all kids have trouble focusing. No kids want to do most of the things they're doing when it comes to education and, and, and development and, and learning. It's not really what they're into. And so we've created this really bad problem, ADHD, through medication, and Big Pharma is absolutely killing us. Killing us. You know, it's, I mean, just to think of a couple, irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, what? that wasn't a thing 20 years ago. God forbid you stop eating barbecue sandwiches every day for lunch. God forbid you, you cut down on your sodium intake. Now up here, just take this pill and you can continue to eat crystals for lunch. You know, same concept with high cholesterol medication. I know when you get to a certain age... You, you have to start taking different kind of medications based on the breakdown, the deterioration of your body. But we're marketing, we nothing, they're marketing this these medications through all these stupid commercials to middle-aged people. I have a little bit of a high cholesterol when the last time I went for a, a, a checkup. Oh, here, take some of these pills. I don't want any of your damn pills. I'll go, I, I need to you know, go run a couple of miles a week. Or something. Like, God forbid you change your diet. Now, nope, here's some pills. I don't want any damn pills. And so many ailments are lifestyle induced. I mean, I am an insomniac. I cannot sleep. That's one of the two things I say them out loud. I don't I don't care to you know talk about my life. That's what this is all about. I'm an alcoholic and I'm an insomniac. Outside of that, I'm pretty solid. You know, everything else is, is lined up pretty good. Now I, I don't mind and it doesn't concern me that my dependency on alcohol is a thing in my life because I don't have a dependency on much of anything else. I don't take any drugs, none, not one. Benadryls, as far as I get because of sinus issues, which I'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute too. I am drug-free as I've ever been. Wouldn't mind smoking some pot, but I can't because I get drug tested at work. So I don't. Don't even do that. I self-medicate with alcohol. You likely self-medicate with something else. My mom self-medicates with a damn medicine cabinet. My most of my friends self-medicate with whatever they got their hands on. Everybody's medicating themselves on something. Some people are guzzling down, you know, insane amounts of caffeine and and sugary drinks every day to get their kicks. Everybody's got something that they're medicating themselves with. And then taking it a step further and walking into your local drug dealers or I mean, sorry, your doctors and just telling them whatever it is you want to tell them. And then they give you it is whatever you came to get. That's the war on drugs. That's where the war on drugs should be. Don't have a damn thing to do with a little bag of cocaine or a bag of pot. That's where the problems are, but that's not really the point of this whole conversation. So when I think of mental illness and um, and mental disease, I think of things like schizophrenia or uh, what else, Tourette's, things like that, things that you just absolutely cannot control. There are mental diseases and mental ailments or, or, or behaviors that you can just tell that, that people cannot, cannot control. That's where the most dangerous mental disease and mental illness overall is. We've taken mental illness and now put it as a portion of the drugstore 
and medicate over the last couple of generations, and we've created manic depression. Now, depression's real. I get it. I've gone through it. I've been depressed. But it was something I could control. I could snap out of it if I tried. Sometimes you just don't want to. Just because you don't want to snap out of depression doesn't mean you can't on the basic fringe level. I know it gets deeper than that, and I know I have friends. I've seen it. I believe in all this. I'm not saying this is junk science or not real. I just don't. I just think everybody's a bunch of lying assholes. I don't believe everybody is the thing. Oh, my bipolar's acting up today. Yeah, my, another case of manic depression. I just don't believe everybody. And I do believe we created what we know is bipolar the same way we've created attention deficit disorder. This website is called Behaviorism and Mental Health. The guy who puts it together, it's a little bit older too, it's a few years back. Uh, His name is Phil Hickey. He's a licensed psychologist, recently retired. He's worked in clinical and managerial positions in the mental health, corrections, and addiction fields in both the United States and in England. And this is from one of his posts. Bipolar disorder is not an illness. Firstly, the condition known as bipolar disorder is emphatically not a disease. Rather, it is a loose cluster of behaviors which psychiatrists, in concert with the pharmaceutical companies, have called an illness with the purpose of selling drugs. In practice, their behaviors likely to attract a diagnosis of bipolar are hyperactivity of any kind for extended period, marked irritability, grouchiness, snapping at family co-worker, family or co-workers, marked boastfulness, pronounced sleeplessness, excessive talk, rapid shifting from topic to topic, temper tantrums, behavior that would normally be called irresponsible, like sexual reckless activity, buying sprees, gambling, risky ventures, etc., Traditional psychiatry says that if you're functioning in this fashion, you have an illness called bipolar disorder. The formal criteria call for a certain number of behaviors within certain time frames. In practice, any of the behaviors listed above will attract this diagnosis, and the treatment, of course, is drugs, usually lithium carbonate. But in the past decade or so, other drugs are being used to impact these behaviors. Especially worrying in this regard is the prescription of these drugs to young children to treat temper tantrums. We've created this disease. And this thing just goes on and on and on and on. I won't read any more of it if you want to check it out. Behaviorismandmentalhealth.com. Is this guy maybe a crackpot? Possibly. Is he fed up and got an axe to grind? Maybe. But I don't believe that he's entirely wrong. And I, I, so when, when I think about going back to talking about mental illness being something you cannot control, I have um, really bad sinus issues. I get these awful sinus attacks. Now, I'm not trying to compare these two things. I'm just giving you an example of a, of an, um, of a medical ailment that I can't control. It's a awful, awful attack of, of completely, usually it hits like a ton of bricks. I don't get it a little bit. It's either all or none. Uh, nasal passages, completely swollen, massive pressure in my uh, you know, sinus area, violent sneezing, and just all that, all that stuff, all in one, and it just basically destroys a day. And I got about an hour, a twenty-four hours stretch that I'm just screwed. I can't do anything about it. I can't stop it. Drugs barely even work. I can't do anything about it. And that's where I kind of put mental health, mental health, mental illness in to where the the serious stages of if you can't do anything about it, if 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 a change of attitude, if a change of environment can't help. That's a serious thing we need to spend a lot more time understanding. But if somebody just wants to be an asshole, if somebody's just insufferable, if somebody can't be barely tolerated to be in, in their presence, if somebody's mad because they didn't get their way, then that just makes them an asshole and dependent on Xanax or something like that. 
dependent on a drug that makes you forget that your life sucks. There's another one when I was talking about things earlier. Xanax. My goodness. You guys ever taken this stuff before? It's a mind eraser. It's an absolute mind eraser. It doesn't do anything except for make you forget that you suck or that your day sucks. It's dangerous stuff. In 2009, I mean, I know this firsthand. In 2009 to 2010, I was having some a pretty bad year and a half. And I was broke and I was depressed. I, I didn't have a mental disorder. I was just depressed. Things sucked. And I started taking Xanax off the, you know, off the street from a buddy of mine that I worked with. Got it to me for real cheap. It turns out I started taking this stuff every single day. And it started changing you know, my overall behavior. It changed the way I did everything. I'd go to work, I'd come home, and I'd, I'd start to, the, you know, it'd be fading off. The drug wears off, and i get home, and I'm like, I don't even remember being at work. And so it's still in my system, splash down a few drinks, because I drink. Next thing you know, I'm a bombed mess every day. A year of my life, gone. I don't remember anything from the summer of 09 to the spring of 2010. An absolute blur. That's no way to live. And just because you're having trouble getting along with people, that's not something I suggest you take to try to fix that situation. I'm no doctor, and I'm a healthy, mostly healthy dude, white guy. But I just, that stuff's dangerous now. And I, I've, I luckily woke up one day and said, this isn't happening anymore. This, this is bad. I have now almost created an addiction, and I was able to just walk away from it. It was tough, you know. I wanted it still. Now, hey, you want a Xanax? What the hell? Get out of get that out of here. It's not a chance. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a mind eraser, and, it's, and it fast-forwards your life. It makes time just evaporate. Trust me, I don't need time going any faster than I already do. So I just wanted to throw that out there that I'm, I'm not trying to say these that these are not real problems because we've now created them. And I know they still need to be, they need to be, when I mean, what I'm meaning is ADHD and bipolar issues. They need to be treated in some form or fashion. They need to be taken seriously because we've done it to ourselves. Our culture, our generational uh, upbringing for, for probably the last three generations has created these problems and we need to deal with them. I just think we need to deal with them differently and not just drugging out the whole damn society everybody's walking around a bunch of stoned people everywhere you look it's crazy man it's crazy all right that's all i got on that i'm gonna get out of here and uh, get ready for another long day today and uh, the rest of the week but main times 24 i'll see you there don't have a, uh, a tour stop anytime soon. I actually, I should have had one at Main Times 24. I sure would like to be there, but it will also be fun to uh, to not do anything. I will try to drink uh, less, much less than I did at last year's Main Times 24. I think I owed almost everybody I ran into that day an apology if it was after about 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. I started at the, the parade at 9 a.m., so... Uh, yeah, so if I saw you last year's Main Times 24 after 5 p.m. and I haven't talked to you then or I forgot to apologize to you, I apologize. I'm going to attempt to, uh, to to not let that happen again this year. All right, I think that's all I got. Hashtag white lies matter. Black lies matter. All lies matter. The truth is easy to remember. Watch this space. And we'll talk to you again later. Yeah. Bye.